Hey guys, uh, we are back. It's been a, about a week and a bit. I'm sorry, we uh, kind of slacked Who's off. Who's really bit. keeping track right now? Well, everyone, because no one has anything to do, so they're just <laughs> checking every day, I assume. Hey, is Monty and Lindsay's podcast there? Yes. I don't know. The amount of people we ask, like, oh, have you listened to our podcast? And they're like, mm, uh, no, not yet. I've uh, Paula Monique, we're talking to you, and you won't hear that because you don't listen. Oh, daddy issues. Oh. <laughs> anyway, on that note, um, Lindsay. How how has your last week and a half been? My week's been pretty good. Uh, We're speaking again, (laughs) so that's great. Yeah, just full disclosure, for a little while there, we weren't making it work from home, but we have turned it around and are again, so that's why we're back to the podcasts. Um, Lola's been going great, really come out of her shell. Well, we have actually some qualms about Lola. Lola is very um, into moving things around the house. She likes picking up shirts, shoes, mainly shoes, and moving them to different places. Uh, and they both had a bath today, smelling fresh. So dogs great. Repotted some plants. Uh, I've had like nine days off. Well, I worked one day, but I've had a lot of time off because my little sister Chrissy was supposed to be here. Obviously, that was cancelled. We did have a Skype with them, though. We're all on lockdown, but, you know, Chrissy and Joel were going to be here, so... Big shouts, Chrissy and Joel. I thought about them a lot when I was watching TV on the couch, because that's Chrissy's favorite thing to do. She's a big fan of that. Mm. Joel's pretty good at that, too. So now, go on with your highlights from the last week and a half. Um, Not too much, really. Um, It's been really nice getting to know Lola. She's such a lovely girl. Um, Other than that, it's getting to that point of quarantine where you're like, well, this has just been going on for a while now. I'd kind of like to get out and do something. Well, that's um, a bit negative and that's not happening right away. But Monty did do something dramatic today and bleached his hair. Actually, something dramatic yesterday and shaved his beard, which was... Um, a bit of a difficult day for him. Yeah, I was, um, I've always, you know, the beard's been very important to me to shape my own face the way I like, but I got rid of it. And now today we decided, fuck it, let's keep going and bleached my hair. I think it's really good for infection control reasons to get rid of the bat, that nasty ass beard. And to bleach, I mean, there's no germs in my hair no more, I suppose. That's a good point. Yeah, thank you. Um... Yeah, other than that, not too much. The house is looking good. Backyard's looking good. Um, mm. We we, start, we used our fire pit for the first time the other day. That was kind of cool. Um, you shake your head. Lindsay shook her head at me then, but it's like we don't have anything else to talk about. We no, can only talk about like, what we've talked about and done here. Lucian, you're probably already asleep by now. One of our friends confessed to us that he listens to our podcast to fall asleep. So. Yeah, I liked that. Anyone else can try that too. Um, we should start. Creepy, please don't. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, on that note, Lindsay, do you have anything else for the first segment? If anyone wants an ASMR spinoff, just let me know. Welcome back, listeners. I uh, hope you enjoyed the break. Uh, we were going to have an ad here, but we haven't had any sponsors come to us yet. So welcome back. We hope you enjoyed the break. Also, if you want to sponsor the podcast, please get in contact. So our main story tonight, we're going to talk about urban legends. Now, Are we? 
We are. So okay. uh, Montgomery's a big fan of conspiracy theories, urban legends, and those kinds of things. Now I'm going to try and test him and see his knowledge of fact or fiction with some urban legends. I'm excited. Linz has been working on this all week long. <laughs> when I say that, I mean 10 minutes before this podcast. But the idea... The magic of television. Sure, magic of television. You're right. Okay. Lindsay, tell me about some urban legends. Here's a nice one. <laughs> Can we do this whole thing without you laughing more than me <laughs> at these urban legends? Probably not. Oh, I wish you guys could see the picture right now. I'll post it. Um, so this one, number one. Monty, Wait a did... second. Is there a competition here? Am I trying to guess if it's real or not? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, you have to decide if it's true or false. Okay. Because some of them are false, some are actually true. Sure. Thank you. And also our listeners at home, you should also play along. <laughs> Don't Google the answers. So... Can claiming your pet as an emotional support animal get it past airport security and onto your plane? Now, wait, there's a backstory. Can it, can I guess what the backstory is? Is it about the emotional support? Um, uh, what's that beautiful bird that has the long feathers in New no, York? No, it's not actually about that one. So just go true or false. Okay. Is Me? That is that the, that, that's the question? <laughs> true. It's mostly true. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear the story? Oh, my God. So a Seattle woman who was flying to San Francisco to spread her dead husband's ashes took her 25-pound pet turkey on her flight for emotional support. 25 pounds. Is that a lot of pounds for a turkey? That's like a 12-kilo bird. No, 10-kilo. That's like a bigger than a Thanksgiving bird. bird. Okay. It's a turkey. Jody Smalley, 34, says her turkey... Easter. Easter was his name. That's the turkey name, Easter? Now, for, for us Australians... Do you eat uh, turkey I, at Easter? Yeah. Okay. No, you guys don't, but we do. Yeah. Has been there for her husband since he passed away from cancer Aww. three months ago. She had a custom diaper made for Easter Aww. for their flight, and she has all the necessary documents to certify that he is a legitimate emotional support animal. Easter is a he? Uh, for some reason. Then she said, hearing about a turkey on a plane sounds ridiculous, she said, but people have no idea what I've been through. Hmm... And then there's That's a fair. picture of a turkey on a plane. I it's, can see it. It's good. It it's looks like not, that movie Snakes on a Plane, but it's It's not a, a cage or anything. It's on a seat. Did you? Oh, I figured it would be on a seat. That should be in a kennel. Do you remember that story of that? Um, what's the bird I'm thinking of? I can never remember a the peacock. name. Peacock. Yeah, that was also one. But I don't think he was let on. No, a he peacock, wasn't. That's why I was though, yeah. like a turkey, at least his feathers would be compact in one seat. A peacock's feathers are going to like train Only when they get excited. <laughs> but even when Is they're... they excited or are they showing off? Erect. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are erect, I suppose. But. Um, even when they're not, though, like they're long, right? Like it sticks out for like three feet. Whereas I don't think it does it. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, so I got the first one kind of right. Yeah, I think you got it right. Great. Let's go to the next one. What right. do we got? This one's for you, Monty. Well, thank. They're all for me. There's only two of us here. We're in isolation. Uh, does Tiger King Joe Exotic have coronavirus? Oh my god. No, he doesn't. I know. But he is in isolation for it. Because I wrote this for you in one of my plans for an episode. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know all about this. But please explain to... That was it, basically. He was isolated because another prisoner tested positive for COVID-19. At the time of this writing, which was written on April the 3rd, Joe Exotic has not tested positive for COVID-19. A bitch, Carol Baskin. Here's one that's kind of nice. Good. Did dolphins and swans return to Italian waterways amid COVID-19 lockdowns? 
A few wildlife sightings were excitedly shared across... Why do I get to answer at the I'm reading or? you... Okay. So... Well, just to set it out, that's fine. Okay. I'm just, I don't know. Interrupt me. Why don't you? Well, Obviously, what you have to say is more important. I haven't read you the answer. I just want to read you a little bit about it. Sure. Did dolphins... <sighs> All right, Monty. Did dolphins and swans return to Italian waterways amid COVID-19 lockdowns? A few wildlife sightings were excitedly shared across social media as a note of sunny news amid the bleak reality of the coronavirus pandemic. I think we shared that exact news on our podcast a few weeks ago. You heard it. Is it true or false? Dolphins and swans returning to the newly tranquil waterways, ports, and canals of Venice. All right. I'm going to go on a limb here. And I think it's probably false. Well. I don't think dolphins are coming back to Venice. Also, we should um, add a disclaimer halfway through the segment. Uh, I've obtained all this information from Snopes.com, which actually is quite factual. Well, it seems quite. (laughs) Incredible, in that they like say where they get their information from. Is this the one where we got the gays one from? Yeah, the but book? they said it wasn't true. Like their job is to say an urban legend and then say if it's true or not. Which That's they their do. job, <laughs> say an urban legend, say if it's true or not. Yeah, fair. All right. So, so tell me about the oh, dolphins. This and one, the it's nice because it's a mixture. So a mixture means it's true and false. I think I know <laughs> what a mixture means, but thank you. Go so, on. So what's true? Dolphins and swans were indeed spotted in some of Italy's waterways after the nationwide lockdown was imposed. But what's false? I don't know. (laughs) What is? Well, this is nice. Dolphins and swans have been swimming their not necessarily new phenomena related to reduced human activity during the COVID-19 lockdown. So, like, they've been coming back before this. So they were coming back. So we were doing well already. Nice. Good to hear. Yeah. So that's all right. Keep it up, Venetians. Moving on. Yes, good idea. Oh. <laughs> My favourite are the sounds I hear Lindsay make before she tells me the things. Oh. Uh. Lindsay, <laughs> tell me another urban legend. Did Playgirl run a Sleep with Donald Trump contest in 1990? Can I answer now or are you going to give I'm me more information? Free. Did Playgirl run... <laughs> Did Playgirl run a Sleep with Donald Trump contest in 1990? The fact that you're asking me makes me think yes. No, it's an urban legend. Like That's why it's an urban legend. But it's true. Wait, so it's not an urban legend, is well, it? Well, it's true. true. Wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah. so, so I was right. Yes, they did. Yeah, I feel like um, they did. I seem to remember this. I feel like... Maybe it was part of Sex and the City or something like that? No. There was the cover of a play. Okay, well, I just remember a playgirl saying, he's the next uh, eligible bachelor in New York or something like this. I feel like I've seen this. From Sex and the City? Anyways. So the magazine's table of contents offered a blurb for the Sleep with Donald Trump contest that proclaimed, he's rich, he's single, and he's yours for the asking. Here's how you can get the Donald out of your dreams and into your bed. So, and then I read that and almost puked in my mouth. Can I can I ask you a question that goes a little beyond this funny segment? He's literally on the cover, too. It's a sleep with Donald Trump. Gross. Also, <laughs> 69 wild things to do with your tongue and the men of Arizona. Men of Arizona is a Love good. shacks. That's where it's at. <laughs> so this is what I wanted to ask you next. This magazine, Play Girl, Girl? is that feminist forward? Oh. I hate when you bring up if things are feminist or not. Why would it be like? Why would it be anti-feminist? Like, I don't think it'd be anti-feminist, but a uh, competition to sleep with Donald Trump 
doesn't feel too kind of... It feels weirdly patronizing. Well, let's also think, like, Donald Trump is in it. So, like, I think probably that negates any feminist tendencies. 69 wild things to do with your tongue feels more like a like a Cosmo 69 also. Well, obviously. <laughs> no, but I mean... 420 different ways to smoke your weed. That oh. kind of Anyways... Yeah, bigger topics for bigger times. <laughs> Do you have any more urban legends for me, Lindsay? Oh, and then the other... Oh my God, this whole Playgirl August 1990 issue looked like gold. The other headline on there I didn't read to you is, That prick, why he didn't call. <laughs> Doesn't feel super feminist forward to me, but that's See, all there's right. Cosmo, but it's all feminism because we can read these things, you know? Yes, you are correct. You can. It's a choice. I can choose to read it or I can choose not to. Absolutely. Okay, you got any more urban legends for me? But isn't that gross, hey? Sleep with Donald Trump competition? Yes. Okay, here, let me now just like edit this. Would it, wait a second, just thinking about this. If we had a competition, here's a competition, sleep mm. with Meryl Streep. That feels a little weird. Yeah, because like women are used to being objectified and used as like prizes for men. But we know we shouldn't, right? Yeah, but you still do. Anyways. Wow, we're getting into the territory of not recording podcasts again for a while. Anyway, continue on. He's tall, good looking, and about to be divorced, and rich beyond your wildest imagination. His every move makes headlines, even his bedroom moves. One woman reportedly called him the best sex I've ever had. He's a multi-billionaire, Donald Trump, and now if you win our contest, you can snuggle up and get to know him too. Um disgusting isn't there a video of him getting pissed on by russians and don't wait a catch like donald trump won't stay out of someone's bed for long what the fuck dub tf <laughs> that is fucking that's weird bro oh oh <laughs> please let's move on to something else. oh my god look at this picture <laughs> no one can that's not gonna work for podcasts right? oh and this is also the other good thing about this contest is you had to write your name down on this like magazine tarot and then mail it in Ugh. i wonder who won it Oh, no. Unfortunately, history has not left us with a record of the reaction. Unfortunately, history has not left us a record of the contest winners. Probably good. All right. That's a pretty good one. That's fucking handy. What the fuck? Have you got any more urban legends for us? Do I? Good. Please tell me. (laughs) I need like these. I do. I like them a lot. Okay. Next up. Do our listeners. We don't know. Will eating an egg and a banana at the same time kill you? Now, this was a Facebook post shared. I still don't understand when I'm supposed to answer. Well, I just want to read you a bit more before you answer. Okay. So, will eating an egg and a banana kill you? Now, this was from the emergency news. Death of a young man after consuming egg and then a sweet banana. After consuming the egg and then sweet banana, immediately he died on the spot. What's a sweet banana? Like a ripe one. After researching the cause of his death, they discovered that the mixture of the egg and the banana in his stomach turns into a lethal poison. Can I just, before we get to that, something that we saw together at the store this week that you you commented on quite well, which I quite liked, which was Coles, which is an Australian supermarket chain, has a sign and a whole series of things above the bananas that tell you, Yellow banana, ripe, ready to eat. Green banana, not ripe enough. Brown crab banana, too ripe. 
And Lynn's made the good point. What the fuck, man? We, we all know when a banana's ready to eat. Well, apparently, you know, if you ate the not sweet banana, maybe this could have saved some lives if they mixed a green banana and an egg. I think is it's this... bullshit. I've also it is, it... obviously. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like, look at the Facebook posts. Fuck, this thing is hilarious. Like written in broken English. Only the bad people are not going to share this because they want to see others die. <laughs> I love when Facebook posts get like threatening like that or like insulting your moral More, like, yeah compass. like getting like, you to feel bad yeah. because you don't share you didn't things. share this so like your loved ones are gonna die because they ate a sweet banana and an egg and then like Snopes you know they kind of had some good points here like it is unlikely that a large restaurant chain such as Denny's would enthusiastically promote their salted caramel banana cream pancake <laughs> Or also Starbucks banana bread, both containing eggs and sweet bananas. Can I just give a big shout out to plantains too? I really like plantains. Lindsay, have you got another urban legend for me? Hmm. I do. Good. So this one, is the size of a man's hands, nose, or feet a reliable indicator of the size of his penis? Vitruvian man, right? This Leo stuff? Hmm. Leonardo da Vinci? Do you think true? Well, no, are you saying, are you asking which one or are you saying? No, I'm asking like, are any of these things or all of them a reliable indicator of penis size? No, I'm going to say no. <laughs> it's funny because we were just talking about Trump and like he's got those little hands. Little hands. Uh, so yes, uh, Snopes agrees that's false. So urologists at St. Mary's Hospital and University College Hospital in London recently recorded penile length of 104 men whose, size, whose foot sizes went from 8 through 13. 104 men? Yeah. Why? That's just how science works. Like you, but wouldn't you go 100? But you just ask as many people as possible. You get, like, Not bit, everyone would fit the study no, you, criteria. You, you're right, but surely you would stop at 100 and think, this is much easier to split Maybe into. they asked 120 men. Like Obviously, know, a larger just... sample size is better, right? So okay. every extra okay. man you okay. can recruit into the study makes it a more scientifically valid study. Bitch, okay. don't talk to me about scientific validity. Let okay, me finish. sure. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Go on. For the purposes of this study, the men's organs were gently stretched while in a flaccid state Beg and measured. Your pardon? <laughs> when analyzed, the data collected yielded no link between the size of the male organ and a man's feet. A common misconception the re- researchers reported, concluding there is no scientific support for this relationship. Okay. Yeah, which I find interesting. Cause I just, right, yeah, I thought the study was like the pulling this. Yeah, the stretch thing's weird. But also for Vitruvian men, because it's like, isn't it true that my forearm is the length of my foot? Yeah, I think those are true, but I think the yeah. penis thing and is the, also different. And also like that my arm's out to the sides of the length of my body, right? I guess it also brings us to the concept of growers versus showers. <laughs> I didn't want my dad to hear that one. That's fair. Sorry about that, Wayne. Anyways. Um, so Have then... you got another one for me? Because <laughs> let's move on from this quick. Um, I ooh, like these ones is, you picked. Like, I feel like Snopes is getting a bit like um, preachy here. Although penis size has no bearing on sexual satisfaction, right. we live we live in a society which deals with a consumeristic lesson of bigger is better. Ooh, all right, Snopes. Right? So the average Caucasian male's penis is 3.5 inches long when flaccid and 5.1 inches long when erect. Okay. 
This has taken a weird turn. <laughs> this is what happens when we don't record for a while and then record after a bottle of wine. <laughs> Lindsay, do you have any more? Surgery is the only technique that can make a flaccid penis longer or thicker. Really? Surgery does that? <laughs> and have you, have you got where to get that um, Lindsay, do you have any more um, uh, Snopes Urban Legends for me? Oh, during puberty. Fuck, all right, we've had <laughs> enough of this one. The penis becomes longer and thicker, should reach adult size during the 16th year, after which no further growth is expected, and in fact, it's expected to shrink during the middle age. Oh, Aww. no. <laughs> oh, that's upsetting. Hmm. We're going up from here. Monty, I've got one last urban legend for you. I want you to tell me, does Ivanka Trump hold a trademark on coffins in China? Now, what it says is the first daughter, Ivanka Trump, was granted a trademark on coffins in China and stands to profit from the COVID-19 pandemic. Is wow. that true or false? It's got to be false. What the fuck are you doing? Like, what, what does it mean, a trademark on coffins? Well, everything's got a trademark and someone owns it. I think. But, but, but what, like a trademark on what? The shape of the coffin? Brand? I don't know. What type of wood used? Maybe it's got like Trump on it. Wait, you just go back and think about all those things. Because type of wood used, you can't do that. You can't why? trademark that. Like everything is a brand. So why wouldn't a coffin be a brand? Like we haven't... All right. Well, instead of arguing this, I'll just say my answer. My answer is no. Uh, Snopes says that's a mixture of true and false. Oh. So what's true, Ivanka Trump... Holds a variety of trademarks in China, including okay. including a one for brand? coffins. Yeah, sure, I can imagine that. That's now fine. what's false. Now this tra- trademark was granted in 2018, well before the pandemic. However, she shuttered her business in July 2018 to focus on work for the White House, and there is no evidence she is involved in manufacturing or selling coffins in China or elsewhere. I love that concept. Oh no, I'm a fucking Trump. I better stop focusing on coffins in China so I can work out my White House run. I think this is like a good segue into our Dragon's Den episode. Our what? Sorry? Dragon's Den episode? Like talking about good business ideas? You want to start selling coffins in China? No, but I've got business ideas and that's for another episode. So thank you for listening to Urban Legends and we'll see you later. Alright guys, and we're back. It's our final seg. We're going to wrap up everything, just tell you about our, you know, our entertainment and our food. Lindsay, have you had any nice food experiences over the last week? Mm, a lot of Easter chocolate. Um, enjoyed the last of the cream eggs before they're gone and hot cross buns. Yeah, um, we got some nice, uh, we got some special, oh my god, I've just remembered too. <laughs> we have some ice creams in the fridge. Yeah, I knew about them. The Violet Crumble Gay Times. Yeah, I knew about them. Hey, Canada, you're listening. In Australia, we have a lovely ice cream called the Gay Time. It's nothing weird. No homo. No homo. (laughs) Didn't go that far, but that's just the name of the ice cream. It's really good. Um, Okay, any other good food experiences, Lindsay? Mm, No. Okay, um, I made a nice... I was quite happy with the slow cooker tortilla chicken soup that I made. It was quite nice. 
Yes, that reaction from Lynn says it all. Um, Lindsay, have you had McDonald's had... yesterday? Have you um, have you had any good entertainment? Mm, no. Really? Did we must have watched something? No, I'm just getting snarky now. Um, entertainment recently, I think Ozark. So far, I'm into it. Yeah. I need to give it a bit more to see if I'm actually into it. And Ocean's Eight. Yeah, we've watched a good twenty minutes of Ocean's Eight. I'm excited to watch more tonight. We'll see what happens. Rihanna's in it. It's not looking good so far. Rihanna's in it. I'm excited. Rihanna's not in our episode yet, but we'll fucking find out. Um, what have I watched? I watched a movie called Ultras, which I really liked on Netflix. Well, I don't know if I really liked it. It was entertaining. It was about um, Italian football hooligans. I quite enjoyed it. It's my kind of vibe. Did you quite enjoy it or it wasn't entertaining? Look, it was a bit shit, but I liked the concept, so I was like, yeah, I like it. And also, oh my God, what? I want to move to Napoli. What? Coronavirus. Naples, bro. Oh, it looks good. The looks dolphins good. are coming back. Yeah, the they're coming back. Yeah, nice. The dolphins are oh. coming back for the pizza. And the food, I forgot. Make your own pizza night. Always. That's how we roll. Make mm. your own pizza night. Um, okay, good. So, Any dog updates? Well, we already did it. We include them in our first segment now because they're first segment material. <laughs> they are first segment material. Lola's doing great. We already said that. That's true. She had a bath. All right, guys. Well, uh, on that note, thank you for listening. Scavenger hunt? Oh, no, yeah, no, 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 for the... another week. Oh, now I have to think of one on the spot, damn it. Oh. Okay, here. Monty dyed his hair blonde. I want to see your crazy hairdos. I don't care. You don't have to dye your hair, but like, you know, in school when you had to do crazy hair day, I want that. No, I don't know in school when you had to do crazy hair day. Tell me more about that. That's not something we had in Australia. Mm. I, I, I mean, I suppose it writes itself. You yeah, come you to had to go to school with crazy hairdo. Um... Chrissy did a really good one one year. I think it was like a rat's nest or a bird's nest, but... Oh. Because her hair was always a rat's nest. Oh, man. She never brushed it. I love you, Chrissy. Sorry, darling. Oh, my God. In that time, Chrissy cut her own bangs. That's how I've been feeling with this quarantine. Like, someone talked me out of cutting my own bangs. And that's where we'll end. Yeah, good end. (laughs) All right, guys. Go home. Cut your own bangs. Love you lots. Make it work from home. (laughs)